This is Chico Man coming at you from Jersey City, and you're listening to a Soundway Records podcast introducing my forthcoming new album, Magical Thinking. Did you always think when you were growing up that, that you were going to be a musician? Did you have any other aspirations? I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I guess because I grew up around it, it was just part of my identity. So what was the point then for you where you decided that uh, that was going to be what you were going to do? In 2001, I took a job teaching that I didn't really want to take. First day of school, I think, was September 4th. I knew I didn't really want to be there, um, but a week later was September 11th, mm. and that kind of crystallized in my mind that I needed to, you know, follow my bliss or just do, be engaged in something that I love. Um, that was kind of like the wake up call. And um, shortly after that, I, I quit that job. So fast forwarding a little bit from there, when did you first start making the tracks that would become your first Chico Man material? I started recording Chico Man late 2003 i was recording um, music with my daughter she was like five and the song his favorite thing uh was kind of like a re-edit of probably one of the first recordings i had done and i had my like childhood casio keyboard it was the casio pt80 start with the drum machine and then laid some tracks and then my daughter wrote a story and read it into the microphone and she called it the Chihuahua with a funny tail. Once I recorded with my daughter a couple of things, we did a song called Sound is Everything. I just I just got this uh, just kind of a breakthrough thinking maybe I could just use these drum machines in these like old keyboards and find Afrobeat, like find the Afrobeat in those. fundamental thing is that that makes it quote-unquote Chico Man is before that point I had been writing songs I was married to song form and once I started playing with the beats and in these these keyboards and playing guitar and trying to quote you know quote-unquote find the Afrobeat in it I realized that I could let go of song form the main aesthetic parameter of the project became spontaneous composition you know Antibalas is quite a big band but doing your own stuff like taking on the afrobeat sound and putting electronics with it is that a way for you to keep pushing that forward rather than staying like in a static time within musical history when I had the vision of you know Chico man with the, the Chico universe the idea was like what if Afrobeat had been part of like the popular musical vocabulary of you know the Western world in like the 70s and the 80s and particularly in New York because I have an understanding of how the musical vocabulary of Afrobeat works by taking it away from its traditional context and just p providing a new context 
it invariably creates something new. Mm. I don't know if that moves it forward, but it's just different. Okay, so um, you you mentioned when you first started making stuff as Chico Man, like your fairly rudimentary studio setup. So what are, what are some of your favorite machines in there now? Well, see, that started this whole love affair with synthesizers and drum machines. And on this record, um, I, I think I employed a lot of uh, Oberheim DMX samples. There's still 808s and 909 drum machines in there. All kinds of keyboards. I mean, I look at all the different synthesizers and guitars and amps and whatnot as um, different tools for different colors. So for every record, I'll you know be researching synths and drum sounds and amps and things that I know are going to help me achieve the the sonic goal, like the aesthetic. And then once that's been once those have been recorded i'll usually sell those and buy do research and buy stuff for the next record So I'm interested in, in the process for you when you go into the studio and you start writing a track where where does it usually start up until this record it was a mix of what I call found beats which might be the preset of a drum machine or um, a loop that I came across that in combination with programming but this record is like everything has been programmed you know I gotta say on, on your new album magical thinking it seems to be not necessarily a departure from your other work but perhaps a, a new pathway that's been forged and it's probably the most different sounding record that you've made out of your others was there new ways of thinking going into this record or time spent reflecting on what you wanted to do i've had a lot of time to reflect on just different concepts and explore them so like in a couple of songs you hear this like what i call like el merengue del futuro it's like future merengue like what would merengue sound like with 808s you know that's never been done before with like spacey synths and just take merengue out of its context and just put it just like spacey kind of electronic context you know i had in the last record started exploring the whole idea of like afro freestyle like latin freestyle with afro beat it's a it's a mixed it's it's a mix of just kind of exploring these different possibilities over the last three years. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the people you worked with on the album. You've got a couple of vocalists mm -hmm. on there. Where, where did you find these girls? Well, Cal is, um, she's the singer for this group, Rubble Bucket. She was telling me they used to come see Antibalas when we played in Vermont. Some of the guys in Antibalas have another band and they were opening up for Rubble Bucket in the city and I went to see them and I heard her sing and it was just like, oh my God, I wanted to attract with, with her. She sounds amazing. So I just kept that in the back of my mind. You know, when I finished the next record, I, I want to reach out to her. And then, you know, when it came time, I, I emailed her and she was totally down and it was great working with her.
and, and how about Alicia? Alicia is um, a friend of um, Tikla, the Victor Axelrod, who's the keyboard player in Antibalas, and it was toward the end of the record, and I needed a backup singer because the person that I had booked couldn't make it and victor's like oh well i know you know have you ever heard alicia and i was like no but i completely trust his musical judgment so i never hadn't even heard her sing well wow. i just knew victor recommended her and she was able to come on like the one day that i needed her to come and she showed up and opened her mouth i was like blown away i couldn't i was like oh my god Each night you turn to me, it's no big surprise When I let go a big relief, maybe some other time If I were the one to choose a way to settle the score I still wind up with running shoes to get me out the door I try to say the sweetest things to keep you coming back Cause loving you ain't easy, ooh, my heart's under Okay, now you you recently did a remix, didn't you? That's about to come out. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, who who was who was that? Uh, the group is called uh, Konkama on Soundway. Do you um, like really try and add your particular slant to it, or is it a matter of seeing what they've come up with and take it somewhere completely different? Yeah, it's usually just add my slant and take it com- somewhere completely different. Um, I, I tend to use a remix as an opportunity to experiment with something that I wouldn't necessarily do on my own tracks. That remix in particular, it's kind of my me putting my toe in the water of house music. Uh, up until that remix, I think I had been aesthetically opposed to the concept of four on the floor. I, I was just like opposed to that. But over the years, I've kind of softened <laughs> my stance only because there's something so visceral about the four on the floor that is just so undeniable and everybody gets it. I couldn't stand on, on this like silly principle of like four, never, four on the floor, never. Um, and then beyond that, Kind of where I'm moving to aesthetically is away from the 80s. Um, so in this remix you'll hear there's no synthesizers. It's just organ, bass, and guitar. And uh, the drum samples are all from acoustic drum samples. There's no electronic drum samples from any drum machine. Okay, and lastly, I mean, you know, some people make their music, uh, they make songs of revolution other people's make uh songs of peace some do it just because it feels good to lose themselves in the music for you what's kind of been your guiding principle i don't know that there's been a guiding principle per se but what guides everything is my relationship to my muse there has to be some feeling of transcendence that informs the music and the only way i have access to that is by communicating with my muse the musical stuff I feel like is, 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 is constantly floating around me, but when it comes to vocalizing and expressing something 
I feel like words have a lot of weight. And so for me to commit to words, there has to be some kind of divine uh, inter intercession there. Soundway Podcast.